you know, you could build a great network out of stations that have fired us that looks pretty good on Wikipedia when people <laughs> listen. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Radio really is a trial and error, and it involves the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. And if you're just pushing the buttons and reading the liner, probably not going to ever become what you think it can be. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. The free beer and hot wings show began as an afternoon show at a non-commercial station in, of all places, Omaha. And soon, the show, comprised of former college roommates Greg Daniels and Chris Michaels, moved to mornings before moving on to WBON in Knoxville, Tennessee. The next stop was New Jersey, they were simulcast on two stations. The free beer and hot wings show began full syndication in 2004 with the addition of WGRD in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Joe joined the show in 2005, followed by Steve in 2009, Kelly in 2019. The show is now making mornings funny on radio stations in over 40 different radio stations. Wow. And doing some innovative things, too, on and off here. So you'll see pretty quickly here what's going on with these guys. Check the show notes for all kinds of links. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome free beer and hot wings. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having having us. us. So, first of all, who's all here? I am uh, Greg Daniels, on air as free beer, which will address why that would possibly be a thing anyone would choose. And I'm one of the guys that started the show back in 1997. And this is Chris. And I'm the other guy that started the show back in 1997 on air, known as Hot Wings. And this is Joe. I joined the show in 2005. And on the air, I am Joe Gossman. Well, guys, each show clearly uh, uses a concept and casting and finally the content that you do each day. For starters, what is the concept behind free beer? We kind of stole the mantra from Jim Valvano's speech at the ESPYs way back when. Jim Valvano, for those who don't know, was a coach from NC State, found out he was dying of cancer and ended up giving a speech that has lasted and held relevance for for more than 25 years. And in that speech, as he's winding down, he's talking about the little bit of time he has left. And he said, you know, every day I'm going to laugh, I'm going to think, and I'm going to feel an emotion. And he said, that's a pretty full day. And our show has always strived to, first of all, make people laugh, because that's what we all want that time of day. And it's where those of us, the core of us on the show and all five of us on the show are most comfortable. But if we can make you think along the way and feel an emotion, usually sort of stuff that um, makes people passionate, angry, or, or more often than not, stuff that makes us feel good or sad in some cases, that's what we're shooting for. That's that's what every day's goal is. So looking at your casting, who does what and how does that come off on the air? Um, it kind of floats around. You know, free beer is, if you're going to use a sports analogy of any sort, free beer is definitely the quarterback of the show. Without him, it's mayhem. But everything kind of goes through Greg. We filter everything through him and he does all the setups and then... I, Chris, am mostly the reactionary on the show. I say a lot of dumb things. I mishear things a lot. And then I also handle different drops and sound effects and things like that. And at the same time, Greg 
he is the best at keeping us on track. I think we all do a good job of trying to be really funny. Besides the usual FCC stuff you got to worry about, are there any limits, any lines you can or don't want to cross? And how do you uh, figure out what those are so it doesn't interrupt the, the real-time performance? We self-police probably more aggressively than some rock shows. Now, that doesn't mean we're cleaner than other rock shows, but because we're syndicated, we've sort of ended up, and I, I mean this in, a, in the most respectful way to all of our partners, our our home base employer and compass that handles our syndication, we're kind of a banana republic. So we're responsible for it. There's no one who's going to call us into the office and say, hey, I told you not to say this, that, or the other. So a lot of it's based on our own comfort level. For example, when we first moved to Grand Rapids and started launching the show and we grew from three to five to six stations and no doubt went down to five and then up to seven, then down to six, because it certainly isn't a, a straight path from one to 40 you know, you could build a great network out of stations that have fired us. That looks pretty good on Wikipedia when people <laughs> list them. We were much more blue. There were words and phrases we would say on the air with no qualms in 2006 that we don't say now. And part of it is Hot Wings and I are now in our 40s with kids instead of in our early 30s with no kids. Mm -hmm. And Joe is in his mid 30s instead of being 22 and out doing street stunts. So we've evolved in that way, but also we're conscious of it. We're still who we are. At the same time, we're also aware of who's listening to the show and how their circumstances, a lot of our audience, especially in places we've been on for a long time, they've grown with us as well. You know, we, we do a live at night show in Grand Rapids at a performance theater and we sell tickets and we do a stage show and it's blue. It couldn't be on the radio in any sense without mm -hmm. all sorts of trouble. Uh, at the same time, while we're doing photos beforehand, a guy shakes our hand, introduces us to his wife, points to the fact that she's having a baby, and then to make us feel old says, I started listening in sixth grade because the bus driver made us listen to it. <laughs> wow. uh, so that's, as we've evolved, that's a good example. So we're still starting with new 12-plus audience and 6-plus audience, but right. our way and the audience's way has evolved as well. And then obviously, times change. And finding what's funny is a constant dance of stepping over the line or gray area. And not everything is said or meant to offend, but you do just kind of figure it out as you go along. And you just hope that the audience kind of knows your personality and knows that you're trying to entertain them, make them laugh. I will add, it's pretty rare when somebody crosses the line on the show and we'll dump it and most mm -hmm. of the time the person knows as soon as they did it like yeah i didn't mean it to sound that mm -hmm. way but also most of the meanest uh, i say that in air quotes because none of it's meant to be mean but stuff that may particularly if it was written down in a in a movie script would sound mean is said about each other and that's part of what i think is unique about our show like when we hired kelly before we officially hired her and we're taking her back to the airport and, and she's the first woman who's ever been a full-time employee on our show so what do you want? What is my role? And I said, look, your job isn't to be the woman on the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. Your job is to be Kelly on the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. And you have to play by the same rules as us. That means we can make fun of you. And by all means, you make fun of any one of us in the most brutally mm -hmm. allowed fashion you can. And she's mm -hmm. come in and played by those rules. And that's why it's it's been so quick for all of us to take off. And that's the same rules. Like Joe was talking about how the rules change. There might be one segment where he's setting something up. And then I'm getting clobbered for something. And then one segment later, it's back on him. Right. The same for Hot Wings. We know that it's all just for fun. It's to make us laugh. It's to make other people laugh. You know, we never want to be cruel to each other. 
And doesn't it seem like the world could use a whole lot more of that thinking right now? Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. If you had told me I would have so much fun in my 40s being called fat and unlikable by my friends for five hours a day, I wouldn't have believed that was possible. I don't mind being bullied by my friends. Yeah. No. (laughs) You know that anything that's said is not with malice. You know that the other people genuinely like you, and you're all just having a good time. It's really no different than five group of any five people that are out having drinks and just enjoying each other's company and Mm -hmm. having a good time. You know, you make fun of one another a little bit. You talk about what's going on. You yeah. make fun of stuff in the news. It's all the same. And if this radio thing doesn't work out, you can always go to The View. <laughs> I think we'd fit in really well. The The View would have a lot less politics if we were running it. <laughs> oh, goodness, would it? Yeah. <laughs> one thing that I've always noticed about your show is you have really been one of the leaders when it came to online content. The usual streaming, podcasting, of course, video. But you're one of the first who's really using it to make money. You've got your different membership levels, of which I, by the way, am a cheap idiot. We'll upgrade that. <laughs> That's a free upgrade. Oh, my yeah, God. As soon as, <laughs> wow. Whoa. As soon as you pay, we will happily freely upgrade it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. So how's that working out for you? And who makes sure it gets done? It's going very well, and and that started for us as we were starting syndication. If we wanted to talk about, this is in the old Wild West days of the internet, if we wanted to talk about a story that had a visual element like, hey, there's a video you have to see of Grape Lady or whatever viral video it was, we'd have to call four web hosts from the four stations we were on at the time and get them to all put it on there. And that wasn't always the case because a lot of stations didn't have in-house web people back then or they each had their own standards or timelines or 15 other jobs because it's still radio right and so we created our own website and i was just starting to listen to podcasts myself in like 2005 and i thought okay we should have one and we actually started charging because we couldn't afford the bandwidth and we said well if people want it they'll buy it and then we've enhanced it over the years our engineer created a system that allows the cameras to switch based on who's talking. So it looks like you're watching a TV broadcast with a director and a switcher. But in reality, it's just a super smart engineer who did it because he enjoys building things and having the opportunity to make things hum. And so, yeah, we've kind of gotten lucky with that. Right now, we just switched web providers to WP Hatch. And we're kind of the first ones. They do all of, uh, they kind of manage it for us and everything else. And then our content is put up entirely by our executive producer, Steve and Maitland, who does our phone screening and just kind of helps out with the web stuff. And they're in charge of getting everything up there and making it hum. And, and they've just done a terrific job. Our thanks to Greg, Chris, and Joe. Terrific guys. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Email your guest suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com. And if you're finding insights from guys like Free Beer and Hot Wings useful, please take a second and scroll down your app to give us a rating, review. Your feedback helps other folks find Brand With On Demand, now almost 100 episodes strong. Coming up, Greg, Chris, and Joe tell us things they know now they really wish they knew way back when. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then.
Brandwood On Demand. We're with free beer and hot wings and more. Craig, Joe, and Chris are with us, and they're going to give us the thing they know now that they really wish they knew way back then. Greg? I would say for me, it would be this, and it sounds negative, but what I know now is the bits and the things we thought were funny when we were 23 starting Free Beer and Hot Wings in Omaha in the afternoon drive, and the stuff I did before that, they almost always weren't funny, but the bones were there. And with that, the knowledge would be knowing that it's not always working, but boy, keep trying all of that stuff. Because if not for the failures, not that I'm Thomas Edison, this isn't one of those things like, well, I had 2,000 <laughs> failures. No, I had 2,000 ways not to do it. But radio really is a trial and error. And it involves the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. And if you're just pushing the buttons and reading the liner, probably not going to ever become what you think it can be. Yeah, you know, I was going to say very similar to that in that, you know, don't be afraid to try things. Because it'll take a while to figure out who you are and what your show is. When we started, we did a lot of things that were very Bob and Tommy, which worked very well for them. And some things worked okay for us. But as time went on, we went, you know what? We just don't really do spoof songs. You know what? We don't really do this. That's not really who we are. It doesn't feel quite right. And so you evolve over time. And I would say also, you know, if I could go back, I would say don't be afraid to sometimes ignore the advice you're given. There are a lot of people in the industry that think they've got it figured out because one show did it or they had success in one format somewhere. And so they think it's, you know, the end all be all advice. And we were lucky enough. Sometimes we ignored advice on accident, but it ended up being a, a huge benefit to occasionally say, you know what, that doesn't feel right. I think maybe we should go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to piggyback on that, we were always respectful about it. And um, Joe, what do you think? I think it's very similar to what my two pals just said. Don't be afraid to look stupid. That was something that I always thought um, a lot of the shows that I listened to, the hosts always had to be right or, you know, didn't want to sound stupid. Wasn't a lot like our shows. And so I used to panic if we were talking about something I didn't know, or I would be really afraid to look stupid. I think that's ridiculous because a lot of those fun moments, a lot of our best bits come from what we don't know. Uh, don't be afraid to, to get behind a bit you believe in, whether it works or it fails. I think those were the things I used to kind of stress about when I first started. Well, Joe, isn't it learning how to just be you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, they're great. Chris, Greg, and Joe. Free beer and hot wings. Amazing guys. You'll find their bios and links to some really interesting stuff available at brandwithondemand.com. Peace. And coming up next, we mark episode 100 with our most frequent guest to date, the often requested, always insightful titan of radio's tech frontier, Fred Jacobs. That's a wrap, Kipper. It's the real thing, or is it? We'll discuss it in the show notes in One Minute Martinizing. Find it at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brandwith be wide. And in the end, the profits you take are built upon.
any reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. Brandwick on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwick on demand.